There you go. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, no, we have been off the air for a while, and a lot has happened. So, did you know they're making Shonu go to the army, and they're breaking up Monster X because of it? Are they really? Yeah. That guy in the, the you know who Shonu is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's an insane Damn. thought. Like, do, do we really need Shonu in the war against North Korea <laughs> to see what we're missing at the front lines? Uh, now, ex explain this for somebody that doesn't know what any of those words meant. So in K-pop, there's like a really funny, sad thing, which is there's mandatory military service for males in South Korea. So you can be in Monster X and be like an amazing dancer and be touring internationally and at some point you know you can defer it you know through the early so 20s long, right. yeah and then they're just like hey you're 27 let's go and you have to fuck off and go to the trenches <laughs> it'd be the equivalent of like in sync in its heyday having jester timberlake get drafted you're like well <laughs> guess you're going to iraq now bitch yeah, it's actually kind of like inspiring. It shows that South Korean capital hasn't completely owned the government and right. just done a total regulatory capture like you have in the United States. Because here, there's no way that a corporation would allow such a profitable asset to be broken up by like <laughs> military service. They'd figure it out. You used to be able to oh, buy yeah. your way out of the Civil War. You'd figure it out. Yeah, even and when we, we had a full draft... That kind of person still wouldn't have had to go to the war. Oh, no. Uh, like, yeah. What's his face? Uh, Frank Sinatra got out of it. Like, I mean, it, it kind of depends on, like, what level of celebrity. Because, like, for example, like, the NFL practically shut down because almost everyone involved went to war. Right. Like, Roger Staubach went to war. So did the MLB. I saw a league yep. of their own. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the funniest one is... Like, I like that the, movie, John. It's a solid, it's a solid yeah. film. Yeah, it's fine. Tom Hanks is fine in it. Oh, is that the person whose performance you liked? <laughs> Movie all about women, and John's like, you know who's good? The one man. Welcome to Dumb and Awful, everyone. This is Brett at Relentless Board. I'm Rob at Dumb and Awful. Uh, this is John at Kelly underscore TFF. And this is Brad at Fizz for Shizzle. So I am back from being stuck in the fucking horrific hell world that is the Florida swamps for the last two weeks. And I haven't seen a, most of what's been happening, but I did see something about Wayfair. And Brad, you are somehow involved? Somehow. You're doing Praxis? It's it's fucking bizarre uh, how the world works, but you wake up and you you know have thousands of new Twitter followers, so that's weird. Tell tell me about this. Somebody on another forum posted a letter from their friend who works for Wayfair from the quote company. unquote friend, yes. From the yeah, for, sure. For, for all intents and purposes, it's a friend of a friend 
who uh, they had messaged the company saying, we don't want you selling furniture to the concentration camps in Texas. And if you would just, you know, and they were really reasonable about it. They were like, just donate $85,000 to um, Races, which is this organization in Texas, which provides low cost legal, you know, consultations with legal immigrants for people that really can't afford it. And Wayfair told them, like, you know, we we respect uh, diversity of opinion or some, some complete bullshit like that. And uh, we're, we're not going to take that. We're not going to get rid of those profits that we made. And so uh, this person who posted a letter didn't really know what to do because they were like, um, you know, whatever, fuck it. Uh, we would all get fired, we're all freaked out. So I said, I don't give a shit. I posted the whole letter on Twitter and I have like I had like 25 Twitter followers. And I think six of them were you, Brett. And um, <laughs> and like, yes. dude, Correct. like while I was driving down to fucking Gulf Shores, Alabama, like to lay on a beach, my fucking Twitter blew up. And all of a sudden, all these reporters started messaging me wanting, you know, whatever. Uh, and sort of while that went nuts, the Wayfair guys, they sort of just organized their own Twitter feed, Wayfair Walkout, which immediately blew up and became front page news, you know, and all on the on the in the e-news world, I guess. I don't know if it made a newspaper or anything, but um, oh, it did. It did. Oh, wow. made at least the Boston Globe. Yeah, Boston Globe called me and interviewed me two days ago um about it just to get like a timeline but um yeah no and it was then just sort of went from there um yeah i mean uh, again like the wayfair employees did it all like they they did the legwork and they were awesome and i just sort of like decided to say fuck it yolo i don't care and that was sort of like i guess part of a match that might have hit a fuse or something i don't know i i definitely think it did because i think as we've seen with the Democrats just rolling over, that there is a severe rage about the concentration camps, and we know we're not getting any support. As yeah. Like, yeah, and like my only thing, like me personally, I just don't want to be like, I did this all, look at this thing I did. Or really, I feel like I just like posted a thread on Twitter, and it just blew up, and I don't really... I mean, obviously, I right. can't repeat that process. I mean, look how many followers I had prior to that. Um, now, Brad, I mean, obviously you want to be humble here, but you did do Praxis. And if you do want to, you know, throw some of the shine elsewhere, if you had to pick one podcast that really helped you <laughs> truthfully amplify this message and help these workers, uh, uh, what, what do you think it would be? I mean, I think you know, looking back over my podcasting and political career, um, it really starts and ends with Dumb and Awful. That's really, you know the only one I've been on and the influence of Rob and Brett and John have really led me down this path where people I keep saying it. single digit retweeters on all of their social media accounts on that tweet. Does that mean that, you know, that's a more impactful bit of praxis than, you know, the workers than Brad initially finding it and people who came later than interviewers from newspapers. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the this answer just, to that. But that's the, that's the conversation that people are having. Yeah, it's, I, I, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to start that conversation with all the Twitter moms who found this and now know all about it and canceled their Wayfair apps. You know, it's almost <laughs> when you look at the network of Praxis, the web of activism that stemmed from you tweeting, <laughs> the, the nodes, you know, dumb and awful really is a lot of them. So, uh, Every other podcast that has never done anything, um, we're morally better than you. We get yeah. 10 virtue points, suck our dicks. <laughs> we're, uh, 
we're fuck king of shit mountain over here. <laughs> I, I think my favorite was like my my handle on Twitter right now is the Braves bullpen of takes. And so I had like all these, you know, well-meaning, you know, stay at home or like retired women in their 60s being like, thank you for letting us know about this. And they just the would, they would type my name out like, thank you, the Braves bullpen of takes for bringing this to our <laughs> You've literally done more praxis than like anyone on MSNBC right now. That's a bar so low we could trip over it. You've positively uh, affected more lives than Maya Wiley, certainly. Maybe not Jacob Soberoff. He seems like legit. But other than that, yeah, probably. That's such a depressing thought, but also, oh. yeah. fuck yeah, Brad. Yeah. 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 Wayfair workers. Yeah, I, I, I mean, awesome. I mentioned it to some people I work with. One of the middle-aged uh, programmer ladies who works with us just went... Do you know anything about this Wayfair walkout thing? Because <laughs> she had, because she was read it on Boston Globe at that point. Right. Oh, it was funny. I gave an interview to the Washington Post, and uh, I was driving, and they were. It was like their. Uh, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw her name out there or anything. But then she was talking to me for like ten minutes about this, and finally she was like, "Wait, do you not actually work for Wayfair?" And I was like, "Fuck no! I'm just <laughs> like on the internet. Like I'm just some guy." <laughs> And she's like, well, if you could message me some email addresses, I'd really appreciate it. And she hung up. That's fucking awesome. I think I called you fizzy leaks to someone to explain uh, the... <laughs> that sounds like I've got like an STI, like you have leak and fizz or something. So, so you did practice this week, Brad. What happened after that? Did They did the actual walkout, right? Yeah, and so as far as I know, they did the walkout. It was really successful. They they came back and they had this all hands on deck meeting with management. Something like five hundred people signed this uh, petition that the management just sort of like you know glossed over. And so the management said, "Okay, we're going to donate a hundred thousand dollars." Now by this point, again, Wayfair is a seven billion dollar company, right? Um, they made seven billion dollars last year, and so this was over like two hundred thousand dollars worth of beds that they were trying to sell to these concentration camps, and so Wayfair said, so very almost nothing in the grand scheme of things, right? And right. Wayfair decided that oh, well, we're going to give uh, you know a hundred thousand dollars to the Red Cross, which is like the most you know like buying publicity bullshit ever, where the, the employees were very adamant, like no, we want it to go to this place right now, like this place that are doing this thing. And so they had their walkout, and uh, it was front page everywhere. I think uh, Wafer stock the the day before dropped like three point four percent once it started getting out there, which is insane to think about. But um, and so now, as I understand it, uh, they're doing a donation matching program with races that uh, that organization I mentioned earlier, yes. where whatever the employees donate, uh, Wayfair will match. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I was gonna say that that's one of those where like. Wafer doesn't know who the fuck they're selling to, which right. makes me think whoever they're whoever's running it, the CEO and probably the board, are either full on chuds or are such aggressive douchebags that they thought it wouldn't matter. But that's like you're fucking Wayfair. You sell largely to women. It's a billionaire. Right. The, the CEO's like a mega billionaire guy. Yeah, there you go. That makes more sense. I was going to say, because anyone who's remotely deft would have realized that like it's in your own fucking company's bottom line best interest to be like, yeah, no, of course we oppose this. You lose no business and the people who already buy from you love you. And it's in, within that tweet that's now like, you know, in the thousands. There's, there's I mean, there's a, like over 100 people that are like deleting their apps or I mean, at least they, they're saying they are, which it makes me feel good. 
Um, yeah, yeah. It reminded me a lot of the uh, the when uh, Bropair did the uh, the the delete Uber campaign that resulted in much the same thing. Yeah, at, I mean, a, at a ridiculous scale. Yeah, it's it's funny how those things can just take off like that, especially for something so stupid as fucking Wayfair. Like, what would Wayfair have paid for that day not to have happened? Like, surely right. it would have been more than two hundred thousand dollars. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but that's awesome. Great job on the workers too. That, yeah, that's the kind of shit that needs to happen more often because, due to the nature of the way the federal government works now, almost everything is supplied in these public-private partnerships. The government does almost nothing. So if you actually cut off all the supplies, they can't fucking function. Right, right. So this needs to happen everywhere that is fucking supporting ICE and CBP and these goddamn detention centers. And not just that, like the workers are bold as shit. Like I have nothing at stake here. Like, I mean, maybe some chud finds where I go to school and pitches a fit or something. But like, (laughs) you know, like I don't have any I don't have any skin in this game at all. And like the workers who do just, you know, really like rose up and did that shit. It's great to see. Good yeah. job, Wayfair employees. Yeah, good job, Wayfair employees. I will now now take this and form a union. Really, really give it to them. <laughs> take this momentum and keep organizing. Oh, uh, they're they're programmers. It's yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> take that billionaire's fucking money. Yeah, I, I will say it's like I'm I'm glad at least the horrors of concentration camps will make people rise up and actually oppose something. Moving Quote, on unquote, to the Democrats. Yeah, yeah. Now that brings us to Nancy Pelosi. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, so one of the few things I did read this week, uh, which I wish I hadn't, um, I was following this, these stupid fucking bills, um, funding bills, and the entire concept behind this blows my mind because it's Trump saying, hey, I've abused children, give me money so that I can, uh, this way we can take care, better care of them in the concentration camps. And everyone's gone, uh, the Democrats have gone, well, I guess we got to do it. Well, we got to just give them some money then. I suppose it'll have to happen. And so the Senate passed uh, a, a funding bill that was pretty loose as far as like requiring any sort of humane improvements in these facilities. And the House pushed a bill that was only slightly better. And then the Progressive Caucus finally woke the fuck up and said, absolutely not. There needs to be a ton of guarantees in this. And even the guarantees were depressing, like... The facilities need to be brought up to uh, standard for for like for things like health and safety within six months. Yeah, like it's cool to let the children suffer and abject squalor for six months, but you know at that point we put our foot down. That was that was too much for the moderates to handle. So they and Nancy Pelosi fucked everybody over and just clean passed the Senate bill, a rubber stamp Mitch McConnell's bill, which also got a ton of uh, Senate Democrat votes. Right, Which right. Is great. Yeah, the the as as the story is going, Nancy Pelosi apparently felt like backstabbed by Chuck Schumer and then realized that once like the fucking problem solvers caucus was going to, you know, sink her in the house that she had to just go ahead and sign whatever they had. I don't know who's worse here. Uh no one's really good. I don't know how you don't just make those fuckers like in the problem solvers caucus just go ahead and like, you know, go ahead and kill this bill. Do it. I fucking right. Absolutely. Uh, let me just start off with, okay, I just need to say this. Fuck every single one of these motherfuckers who voted for this bill. Fuck them. I hope they fucking, well, no, no, I'm not, no, not going to say that. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at fuck them. Yeah. yeah. Fuck them. 
you're voting to fucking fund concentration camps. You are voting to you are voting to fund fucking like Adam Waffen uh, member security guards just fucking raping and murdering like twelve year old girls. What the fuck is wrong with you? Which is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely what's happening. I mean, there's there's no way in hell that's not happening. There's no way in hell there's not shallow graves. There's no way in hell they stopped every single pedophile who wanted a job from getting one. There's no way in hell that every racist who wanted a job and wants to beat immigrant kids isn't doing that. It's just a fucking nightmare, man. I started going through the list just to be like, who the fuck are these people? Because it's being like, uh, you know, like you're, you're expecting you, you're going to get the bullshit excuse. Oh, you know, it's all these people in more conservative areas where the Dems are, you know, really in favor of fucking concentration camps. But no, it's like three, three of the 11 Dem representatives in Massachusetts voted for it. Right. Not including like Nancy Pelosi, who represents goddamn San Francisco. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, I like, don't... San Francisco isn't great politically in general with a lot of stuff, yeah. but I'm pretty sure they're on the right side of this one. Yeah, I'm just saying this is why it is so important that every one of these fucks gets primaried. Speaking of, Caban just won in Queens as DA. So it's yes. another example of someone from the left who has no institutional power going against the entire machine. So this time it wasn't like Joe Crowley where they just were super sleepy about it. Everyone came out to try to fucking back a single person. The entire Queens machine did. Uh, most of the Democratic Party in New York did. And then this was a, a nice change of pace was some of the leftists actually stood the fuck up and endorsed Caban. And I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. I'm probably fucking it up in which case I'm sorry. Uh, and she won. Not by yes. a lot, but I don't really give a fuck. She no, won. Hey, and wins a win. It's right, the equivalent right. of a lifetime appointment because she's only like the fourth DA of Queens in the last like 70 plus years. Yeah, Queens is like a top 10 biggest jurisdiction in America. And she said she's not going to prosecute like sex crimes, a whole yeah. bunch of things. Yeah, welfare. Yeah, like drug, like drug crimes, sex crimes. Welfare, and, you know, like uh, if you're trying to like welfare fraud. Yeah. Just going to be like, nah, I'm not worried about it. Just to quote my, uh, to quote me and. Brett's hero here, Joe Biden, this is a big fucking deal. Like, <laughs> DAs tend to stand, like, once they get in, they stay in that position until they die, basically. And that's, uh, who yep. was also the guy from uh, Philadelphia who... Um, Krasner, yeah. Larry Krasner. Yep. And so people have pointed to him as a, like, don't, don't assume it's going to, like, light the world on fire. But if it massively decreases the number of poor people getting fucked, that's fantastic. Like you're saving a bunch of people from prison, a bunch of people from losing jobs they didn't need to lose in the first place because you're not being uh, an aggressive fascist shitheads about right. enforcement. That's fantastic. Like I hope I hope that happens in every fucking district. Yes, exactly. Like it, it, like the the one thing to take away, remember, is Democrats are really bad at campaigning. Like mm. they don't actually stand for anything. And so all they have is all they have is money in the and the entre their entrenched power. They don't have ground games, so also just, just they're not threatening them. Yeah, right. We're not yeah, Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to your point about they can't campaign largely because they don't have a true platform or true policies or really any stance at all. Let's talk about the fucking debates. Mm. I didn't watch any of them, so it was really bizarre to go back and try to like watch some of the highlights. Uh, before we get too into it, the one that I, I, I forgot that the establishment and the wonks and l largely the mouthpieces who talk about politics all the time, 
get rock fucking hard for debates. Like it is, yeah. it is the most exciting <laughs> thing in the world to them. Cause these are the idiots who genuinely believe that like, it's only through de- uh, uh, a mutual debate of ideas that we can form a like greater Republic. Like they actually believe this shit. So I, when I finally got off work and I was like, Hey, what happened to the debates? And it's, and it's Kamala Harris eviscerates Joe Biden. And I'm like, all right, well that could be cool. I, I'll watch that. And it's a fairly mild takedown of like, Hey, yo, you're not exactly racist. And then she proceeds to describe all the racist shit that he does. And you're like, all right, that was pretty good. And they're like, no, she's a queen. She slayed his ass. I mean, you got to think, though, like what in Joe Biden's life, who has ever talked like that to him? Like even like his sort of like milk toast, you know what I mean? Is like what she said. And she was like, she was just like throwing darts, man. Like she wasn't saying anything. But my goal is the Latin. Joe Biden's never been talked to like that in his fucking life. I watched, uh, let's say, half of the second debate in about five minutes of the first one. It was pretty great watching him try to respond to that and bust out. I wasn't against busing. I was against federally mandated busing. Right. No, that's, again, (laughs) he already, look, this is one of those things where you get two cycles for one. Because if you read the Daily Beast article, they talked to his campaign manager and at least their claim is that he said, uh, what was the quote again? I wasn't, I, I wasn't against busing. I was against federally mandated busing. Oh, from the Department of Education. Like that was a big right. thing. Like yeah. the Department of Education has no standing to do this. I will not allow this like, <laughs> you know, departmental f- heresy to stand. How dare they? How dare they? I was, I was, <laughs> I just really wanted to get you to set me up so I could say I wasn't against busting. I was against federally <laughs> mandated busting. Oh, there's no way. Joe, Joe Biden is very pro busting. But the government shouldn't force you to. <laughs> in his, Acting in his role as a government. I want a government that, a doesn't government that, that doesn't let me bust. <laughs> a but, government that edges yeah that was why bill clinton was so good i remember the 92 debates where he went i'll tell you what when i'm in little rock if someone's out there busting there's a good chance i know their name <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> uh, uh. anyway sorry uh joe biden has senile and it's not oh, all there. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. Like, he seems slow as fuck yeah, from yeah. what I saw. His brain's not the only thing that's wet. It's, all, it's also <laughs> his jumper. Get that man a fucking contract, huh? Yeah, he he definitely... like uh, Buckets. I, I, I had said up until this point, I wasn't very worried about him. He's always he melted down always before. And now it's just... Now he's just... This is just sad, racist grandpa Joe Biden. Like, he is just gone. Mm, board man gets it's paid. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just sad, and it's it's just fun to watch. There's nothing sad about it. It's fantastic. It's yeah. Oh, no, it, it's human. fantastic. It's fantastic. It's just it's just sad to watch this, like, like path- this pathetic old man being forced, by, being basically forced by a bunch of donors to do this because oh, it's his turn. No, no, not, for, not forced, but, you know, it's... Listen, John. I will not let you even for a moment try to cast Biden <laughs> in a sympathetic light. Oh, I oh I I have no sympathy no. for him, but it's but yeah. Usually he his campaign melts down, and this time it's his brain, which 
Yeah. Is a little more entertaining, honestly. And it really feels 2019. I mean, the president's brain is melting down. Like, let's all do it. It's great. Yeah, but the, there was the funniest thing about that was that there was all these talk like leading up to the debates that all of his staff was trying to keep him from giving like large public presentations because, you know, they like they couldn't trust him. <laughs> like he was people were like, Jesus, God, he's so old. He looks terrible. And now as soon as he bombed out there, all the anonymous sources started being like, we've been trying to fix it. There was nothing we could do. Um, here's my resume because I'm going to be looking for a job in like two weeks. What's how's Pete he, oh. but a dude you're doing? I mean, they're going to have to, they're going to have to back one of them eventually. It'll be and, either Buttigieg or Harris. I mean, that, that seems to be the safe money, but neither of them really seem capable of it. Yeah. And, and speaking of like our former like centrist dipshits and friend of the show that got propped up and went nowhere, Beto O'Rourke. Dodging a question <laughs> twice by speaking in Spanish <laughs> when he was the third best Spanish speaker on stage probably wasn't. Uh... It's amazing. Yeah, like Beto must have been very happy for what Biden did. The next oh, night. absolutely. Because I mean, well, I mean, once again, it's just well, he's easily forgotten again, as he has been for the past few months. Oh, the fucking ballad of Beto is incredible at this point. The rise and fall of Beto, because now I don't even think he could win the Senate campaign. Oh, God, he's no. burned out so well, hard no. that he's just fucked. He's fucked his whole he, career. He couldn't beat Ted Cruz. How is he going to beat anyone else? Well, he, like, John, I mean, Corbin, people... John Corbin was a lot weaker than Ted Cruz was going in. And so, Jesus. Yeah. If if I mean, like, do you even know who he was? Like, that's like he's just like a bog standard, you know, Texas Republican, yeah. whatever. But like there, there's an argument that like he had such a higher profile in Texas that he could but like i read this great tweet that, that this guy the people that convinced him to run for president were the pod save america guys <laughs> like <Yep. yeah. laughs> they've been doing great oh, work this shit. election cycle they've sabotaged warren they knocked out beto like can we get can we get booty buddy judge on with them like please yeah, i want to hear what they have to say they're the <laughs> ones who convinced warren to get the dna test right or yeah, at least exactly, they, they were right. they were one of the biggest voices pushing oh that God. idea that that yeah. would solve it I mean, the best part of the set, and I watched the debates because I'm worthless trash, but um, was God bless you, when, yeah, when Buttigieg or whatever was talking about all the cops that, you know, turn their body cameras off before they murder people and like why the, the police chief couldn't be fired. Eric Swalwell, who has done nothing, who is completely faceless. I'm not sure why he's on the stage. And he just basically goes on MSNBC all the time and like talks to Ari Melber. Flat out says, you should have fired the police chief. You failed. And I was like, <laughs> it's like, yep. damn, like he's right. I mean, uh, <laughs> but who you're brought, fuck? you're brought to task by a, a man who's indistinguishable from every other white Democrat. Great job. The other two that I was curious about is, I don't know what fucking happened, but Marion is now like everyone's favorite person in the world. So someone tell me what the fuck happened with her. I saw one All little right. <laughs> gif of her being creepy about love, and that was it. And now she's like, that's what queen of Twitter. That's what it was. Yeah, she has a she has a very interesting cadence when she speaks. But I mean, she is she is just the uh, like the 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 woke the woke leftist uh, meme candidate. Yeah. I I'm I mean I'm fine with it. Whatever. Like I find it funny, and as long as people are using her as a way to say yes a lot of her positions are nakedly ridiculous 
but that's still that still her positions are still better than 95% of the people up on this stage. Right, yeah, like she wants to uh, use the power of love and confront Donald Trump on the battlefield who has taken hate from the soul of the American psyche and used it for political gain. And even that compared to like oh, Cory yeah. Booker, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm there. I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I got you on my It's vote. like, oh, you 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 want to put all of ISIS into a golden egg diameter thing. Okay. Uh I'm here. Go on. Sell me. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like she's she's vaccination questioning and it's like, well, for all that people act like she's a totally wild and different thing, that is a she's a fairly generic rich white lady from California as far as opinions oh. and positions. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like she's like the thing is like as wacky as all this is, this is what a lot of let's say wine mom upper middle class America does. Like this is this is Oprah shit. This is and now, like, this is literally Oprah shit. And now these women follow me on Twitter, so I will be able to reach them. <laughs> yes. And I'm actually, guys, I'm actually in the next Democratic debate. I, I wanted to tell you. That. <laughs> I say the other candidate that I wanted to mention just for sheer insanity things was so again, I'm not paying attention. I get back. I'm looking over things and people are like, well, first night, the people who had the best night was Warren and Bill de Blasio. What? Bill fucking de Blasio? <laughs> and then and then the next day. The next day. All my guy does is pimp moves. You forgot. <laughs> it's just like smash cut to the next day. And he accidentally quotes Che Guevara in Miami. <laughs> and He's... then had to immediately backtrack off of it. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. I have a little inside information here. Is what happened was Bill de Blasio was working on some accounting ledgers and he got paired up with an eccentric campaign manager who sort of was past his prime and he had a sort of voluptuous <laughs> assistant and you know bill sort of felt like he was in over his head and then one day he discovered something quite odd it was almost like you could make more money with a losing campaign than a winning <laughs> one. this campaign manager's head perked up and he said say that again bill <laughs> I mean, if you <laughs> springtime for Bill de Blasio. <laughs> I love him so much. I hope he's in every debate. He's such a he's such an absurd caricature. Oh, I'm God. always happy when I see him. <laughs> he's he's just patently ridiculous. He's like the most hated man in America. Pretty much. Like, everyone who has an opinion of him has a negative opinion. It's, I say, it's amazing. I say hate, hate is strong. He just... Everyone dislikes him, but nobody cares enough to truly hate him. You know what it is? It's not... Nobody... There's no real animosity towards him. I think he's cool. But it's just like, it, the average person, if you pointed at him and went, Hey, you want to bring this guy into the room? I think it's like 99% go, Ah, oh, no, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that was fantastic oh there was one other backtrack that was also amazing kamala for the second time oh this is the second God. time she's done this she said she supports destroying private health care and uh insurance companies and then the next day somebody yanked the leash and she went oh, oh, oh my bad uh this time it was i misheard the question i really really sincerely hope someone they ask the question again and someone on the debate stage fucks with her about that because oh, well, you know, Biden, <laughs> Biden has to come like right back at her 
But Biden's going to, you know, mangle it and make it terrible. Mm. Yeah, right. Biden's going to rub her collarbone and smell her hair and ask her why she wants to, you know, needs to make up a stance or something like that. And it's going to be awful. Like or or like Pete Buttigieg is going to try to, you know, score some points with a sick own or something like that. And he's going to reference Ulysses and no one's going to get it or care. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess my first question, my, my question which one of which one of these twenty drops out first? Who do you see? All the generic white dudes. Hickenlooper's out. Swalwell's out. Swalwell, right? Yeah. They're uh, all. They're yeah. all. They're all dropping in the next three to four months, right? This is just. Oh God. The only reason. The only reason they even like, dude, we got ages before we even get to a, 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 an actual vote. But the only reason they were even they even made the debate stage because Gravel got fucking robbed. The only reason they made the debate stage was the DNC saying, "Here, you dumb fuckers." Shut up! Stop crying. Here's your opportunity. Now go the fuck away. So they'll all they'll all be out soon. There'll be a there'll be a massive winnowing in the next three months, um, and then we'll get down to like probably ten. I think is my guess. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! No. I was just saying is like which one of the twenty did you see dropping out first? My my actual bet is Gillibrand. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, there's you no know who's not going to drop out though. Bill De Blasio, Marianne, and Bill De Blasio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Well, of course. Like they're 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 running. They're running all. I mean, you could say vanity campaign, but I guess yeah, we'll just say vanity campaign. But I think like Gillibrand's just going to be like, well, back to the Senate. <laughs> oh, same with, same with my Klobuchar. Claim is uh, same with Klobuchar. Like, there's no oh, there's yeah. no point in the. Yeah, we even forgot her. Like, I mean, she's a goddamn senator. <laughs> everyone forgot her yeah i actually heard her speak for the first time and i was shocked because literally the only thing i can think of when i think of her is just someone screaming it's clobockering time as she like chucks whatever's in their office at an intern yeah, the daily beast <laughs> the daily beast recap said that she displayed her plucky charm in the debate <laughs> libs are fucking insane <laughs> Because that's that's who they relate to the 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 middle aged woman like yelling at people for not getting their order right. Right, the abusive boss who, from the Midwest. Literally, no good person votes for Klobuchar. Oh yeah, no. I, I think oh, that might actually. I'm not a big sweeping statement guy, but I'm trying to find a rationale <laughs> where if you sat down with me and explained your Klobuchar vote, I'd be like, you know what, respect. And the only thing I can think is like I'm the vice president of a union that backed her and i'm in over my head on a fishing boat and my wife left my, i'm really stretching for circumstances didn't you love when she voted yes on that uh, that procedural vote to send an appropriations bill and name a post office like man what courage i i also will say i recommend watching bernie's closing statement because that was that like I will agree. It was like, yeah, he was he was doing whatever during the bait because he was trying to just. I think he was he was just cruising through it. Like he's Bernie. He always plays the greatest hits. That's what Bernie does. Right. Well, I mean, but even even more so, it was just like, yeah, this is everyone. Everyone shit on Biden, and Kamala took the shot. So, but at the end, he gave he he once again gave his stump speech again, but he directly pointed out. That because we don't challenge power and don't change anything is why we've had 40 years of this. Hell yeah. That's a good closing statement. Yeah, I'll have to pull that up. He um, also advocated abortions for all, which I don't think is how yes. he wanted to phrase that. But I'm here well, for I it. I support that opinion. <laughs> well, let's hear him out. 
<laughs> well, which which one of them on the night previous was talking like uh, accidentally misgendered trans people when talking about abortions? Oh God, uh, who was that? Uh, yeah, exactly. It was one one of the white guys. <laughs> this is awesome. I love how forgettable these people are. Yeah, I mean, oh, there's like there's like a fucking a half dozen identical white dudes all polling under like two percent. Like, no, they're all polling <laughs> under one percent. Most of them only got on this. Uh, I'm serious. Even by their own measures, the DNC measures, most of those dudes shouldn't have been on stage. They just put them on there as like a, hey, you're part of the machine. Here you go. Everybody who's polling under 1%, they get a little one percenter patch like bikers have on their cuts. <laughs> and then Bill de Blasio has the red wings. <laughs> oh, all right. That's debate shit. Um other things so we missed this and i just wanted to get john's thoughts about hong kong with the protests uh, okay so this is because your family is from hong kong correct one uh, yeah one half one half of my well, one half of my family although it's it's been a it's a there's a whole weird complicated history of they started off in hong kong moved to china moved back and forth all over the place so it's a little complicated but what I can say is this has been a long time coming. Like, uh, all right, so to talk about Hong Kong, let me give you, like, the, the two-second history lesson. In 1999, Britain gave China back to—or gave Hong Kong back to China. Uh, it had been part of a 100-year lease as part of the Opium Wars, uh, and kind of—it was kind of shocking that it happened— uh, China has basically left it as its own autonomous state, basically slowly censoring certain things and and occasionally disappearing people that are a little too uh, revolutionary for their tastes. But China, but Hong Kong is incredibly wealthy, just absolutely like unfathomably wealthy, and one of the world's largest shipping ports. Uh, so has basically been left to its own devices. So, I mean, and despite, you know, the vast, vast majority of Hong Kong residents and citizens being uh, of Chinese descent, uh, you don't have open travel, for example. Like if you want to, if you're a Chinese citizen, you cannot just travel to Hong Kong without a, without a visa. And for example, one of the, one of the more recent things is there were some booksellers who were selling uh, books that China deemed inappropriate, and at one point, uh, two of them were kidnapped and uh, disappeared into China. And only after significant outcry were they—I think they were returned. I'm not absolutely sure on that. Which, by the way, free Lady Tianyi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Always in our hearts. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's the the backstory. Is a few years ago. Uh, during Chinese, uh, during the Hong Kong council elections, two of the councillors voted in were from what would be considered were what would consider localists, which are basically people who advocate for Hong Kong to be more independent than China, not to break away or anything, but to ha to to basically oppose China in some vague fashion. And China said, "You can't let them sit." And basically prevented them from being uh, from taking their oath of office or being seated. There was also a recent crime that involved someone, I believe, murdering their girlfriend and then fleeing to Taiwan. And Taiwan and Hong Kong didn't have an extradition treaty, 
Hong Kong wanted to change the rule and add it in, and someone snuck in there that triggered this whole protest that uh, also China would have, they would have an extradition treaty with China. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that got a uh, almost half of Hong Kong out into the streets opposed to it, if that gives you any idea of what the Chinese police and the prison system is like. Wow. So that is the, that is the background leading to this massive protest. But the big question is, are all the protests funded by the CIA and, <laughs> and Western intelligence companies? <laughs> oh, oh, Western God. intelligence organizations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I wonder. I wonder. I I'd love to go back and to see if the uh, the weird Falun Gong people. The the last time I was there, the, there were some very weird Falun Gong cultists with a whole bunch of things talking about how the the chinese uh intelligence a- agencies uh killed jfk and did 911 well i mean yeah like <laughs> <laughs> so i'm kind of curious to see how those how those folks are doing that's embarrassing <laughs> you, you hate to fucking read shit that you know is just someone's mary sue no cuz you're killing jfk Jeez. And doing <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Wow. But yeah, no, it's like it was an absolute massive <laughs> protest, uh, and there was some great. And because it's Hong Kong, man, there was some great high production footage of it. Like, did you see the 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 video of all the of the police firing tear gas canisters at the protesters, and the protesters just running up and just dousing dousing the canisters with water before having someone else run up take it and dispose of the canister away from the protest it was so incredibly yeah, th- well orchestrated and like choreographed i felt like i was watching like you know like one of like the shitty chinese action movies like the one with matt damon when they're at the wall like everyone's yes. color coded and like belaying down buildings to like intercept the oncoming it was incredible was like man this is i should be paying for this this content's amazing and the yeah, way they it, used it umbrellas fantastic. too was it fucking amazing yeah. like it's one of those things where, like, if the CIA is funding them, thank you for revealing a bunch of cool tactics we can use. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate yeah. it. It also is a very good reminder that China did then go and arrest a bunch of protesters based off of their uh, of them going to hospitals over the next day or two, which also uh, is a good reminder to make uh, if you are going to get involved with protest, uh, make sure or see that you have some form of street medic grouping because you're trust me as things get worse you're gonna need that yeah don't don't end up in the hospital the police come right for you sometimes we try to hide people but for the most part they'll force their way in damn solidarity nurses you guys gotta dude we don't give a shit but yeah get a street medic we already have ours it's brad yep um but you guys should get one too <laughs> yeah. if anyone needs an emergency catheter up their dick i'm your man <laughs> yeah you say that and <laughs> late night phone calls when i'm feeling lonely yeah right all right rob be over have, again have you seen the the baskin robbins thing going around right wing twitter no no that so someone took their so some right wing weirdo uh is started something screeching about how the their current logo it's the b and the r are color coded differently so 
it looks vaguely like the numbers 1312 for all cops are bastards, ACAB. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> 22 so flavors that- of fuck the police. How did how did numerology become such a huge thing for like the alt right and like in the people, QAnon? People, people are just isolated and alone, and and they don't understand anything because nothing around them makes any sort of immediate sense. And so you just go like, here, here you go, here you go. It's also when they've been restricted to message boards and posting for so long that it's just, and also a lot of them are just kind of like weird shut-in nerds. You just kind of get. You just described like us, are... but we're not in a numerology yet. Yeah, no, there is time for numerology. I'm, I, 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 <laughs> yeah. you know, I am open to a convincing argument if someone's got. If one. you okay, would you rather you have to be married to somebody who's a Nazi or okay. heavily into numerology? Oh, numerology every time. Oh, absolutely. Hold on, I'm gonna think about that one. So they <laughs> yeah, also- I mean, first, first of all, that just means like, oh, I married a Chinese girl. <laughs> John, I know that was the subtext of the question. That's what yeah. made it so difficult. Because obviously, you wouldn't want to pick the Nazi unless there was something truly horrific opposed. <laughs> uh, the the other thing I want to talk about is uh, Ilhan Omar still crushing it. I've been gone. She's still amazing. Omar coming. First week. Omar. Boo. <laughs> I'll accept it. You know what? It's not Harry Potter. I'll accept Omar, it. Okay. Who would you rather have to date? Somebody <laughs> that every time they nut, they say Omar coming. Or someone that every time they nut, they say my wife, Borat. Including the part where they, including the part oh, where Omar they say coming, Borat. Absolutely. No, Omar coming. The thing is, that's not even, that's not okay, even but Omar is the name of their ex. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually Omar Epps. Isn't he dead? Not in this scenario. No, he's, he's, he's coaching the He's Steelers. very much alive. Still, still and an he's ex. sitting across the room looking disapprovingly. <laughs> but what did, I do? what did I do to disappoint him? That You don't get to ever find out. He's not giving you closure because you don't deserve it. And you'll never know why. I, anyway, though, Omar still rules. She first pushed uh, full student debt cancellation, which, fuck yeah. Yes, please. I would that. fundamentally change all of our lives. Please, God, do that. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> I, I paid my lo- I've paid my loans off, guys. That's why I'm opposed. <laughs> I'm not. I fucking love it. They absolutely need to do this. It's so fucked. It would be an absolute game changer for us. Like, like that would... That's that's me, a difference in Rob not being like on the verge of uh, zero dollars in his bank account every so often because of fucking every right. month, right? Thank you much. I saw a friend of mine uh, from uh, film, and she's a she works on sets as a PA, and she said when she went to PA school in two thousand, it cost her fifteen thousand dollars for the entire thing. Yeah, I will I will have to pay. I'll owe about a hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. By the time I get yes done. Christ. I have two free degrees. Everybody should get free degrees. It's awesome. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic. The military actually ran this study. <clears throat> they ran the study of if it is better for uh, the GDP of America for the VA to pour, pour out a bunch of money into giving veterans free tuition with the GI Bill or just cutting that all together. Like, which one would save them more? And the GI Bill is a massive, massive economic boom. Like, it yeah, does absolutely. wonders. 
it's I don't know. To me, that one's a total no-brainer. But huge like, support for her for for pushing it, for pushing it, and then defending it and not backing down for a fucking second, which I loved. That was yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. There's a, there's a weird there's a whole lot of fucked up things with like how it's tied to how it's tied to like any white collar job and like yeah. There's a lot of self-loathing labor out there. I pretty much everyone in the professional class it, it would would that would apply to. Shut the fuck up. It's great. Shut your stupid goddamn mouths. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's one thing that I always found weird is like, is so many boomers are opposed to it when it's like, you, you how how does that surprise you? you? They're opposed to anything good. Most of these people have fucking kids. They mortgage, they remortgage their houses to put their kids through college. Like what the fuck is with that? And they're going to take a reverse mortgage and make all the money back. And by the time they die, they'll time it just right. So they'll be broke. Or if they owe a little bit, the kid has that job that they got the reverse mortgage to pay for. So it's fine. No, they're like everyone south of Mason Dixon that owe, they own like, 40 acres of pine trees and Spanish oak and you can sell the lumber for about 40k and then you take that and you just go to Guatemala and then you're good. That was everyone's plan in Florida for about 2000 to 2010 and there was this great Wall Street Journal article the other day about how it turns out if everyone has the exact same plan you can get an acre of lumber now (laughs) for like five cents. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just a bunch of boomers yelling at each other like Oh, no, you stop selling. No, you stop selling. Oh, if only there was a way to organize together and sell as one. Oh, but there ain't. <laughs> <laughs> They're the dumbest fucking people possible. I love it. God damn. You know the, the regressive theory people say where it's just like, oh, hot women are dumb because they've had it so easy that they've never had to like develop a personality or a sense of humor. And like that's obviously bullshit and reductive and stupid. But in the case of boomers, I kind of believe that. Like, they haven't had to think or really <laughs> do anything for so long that that's why they're constantly aggrieved and confused. Yeah, there's this uh, really incredible irony that their whole belief system that uh, people are soft and they're so entitled is kind of accurate, but it only really applies to them, the generation that got everything, destroyed it, and then demanded more. Right. Like they are the ones who are super soft because outside of the ones who went to Vietnam, who have been completely forgotten about and left to die, the rest of them have done nothing. They've just been hanging out the whole time. And the greatest possible richest era of human history and in the richest country in human history, like you motherfuckers got to live through the Internet and computers being invented and reap the rewards. They also got peak like I, American imperialism. They might actually yep. be the most privileged generation of human beings that was ever spawned. I can't imagine what else would be. I mean, and, you know, There's like then they got to do the good drugs, you know, like they, everything they went illegal. well for them. Right. Except yep. for the lead poisoning. Sorry. Which, well, you know. <laughs> It went so well for them that now they're spending their twilight years screaming into the ether about the fact that their snot-nosed kids dare to want something. It's amazing. Um, God, fuck boomers. Anyway, canceling college debt's dope. Didn't no, you follow they that can't, up? By the way, canceling college debt, at least the Bernie version of it, where they tie it to a speculation tax, you should do the speculation tax in general. I'd be psyched if he oh, just absolutely. proposed that. I'd be like, hell yeah. Wow, that's revolutionary. I mean, I, that would be a dumb thing to say, but you get what I mean. 
No, I totally agree. I actually think that's intentional. He's tying it there so that people will support that tax. Anyway, Omar followed that up with pushing for federal marijuana legislation, legalization, and uh, done under a social equity platform, right? So legalizing marijuana and doing it in a way in which you're reinvesting a lot of the tax revenue into communities of color and communities that have been destroyed by the war on drugs uh, and explicitly using it as basically a form of reparations, which is long overdue to finally fix some of this shit. So she's fucking crushing it. Good, good. Have they also tied that in with just a mass, like, uh, purging of all marijuana convictions? Yes. Auto expungement is part of that. Good, good. I do. I, I, sorry, I did forget. I have one Florida story for you guys. Okay. Uh, And I don't really need to read an article for it. Here's the headline. Florida crime rate down overall, comma, except for murder. (laughs) Yeah, don't be a fucking pussy about it. (laughs) Hell yeah, Florida. Like, have the other crimes gone down and have, like, the murder rates gone up? Like, they're not reporting theft anymore because more people are getting murdered during it. (laughs) My theory is that Florida has been operating like the Wild West for a while. And this is just, you know, the end result of people... Pulling guns for every little offense. You don't have a lot of uh, people thieving anymore because someone's going to end up dead. And who gives a fuck about the theft at that point? Oh, I feel like if I was murdered, I would still care about the theft. Like if, if Brad, if someone if someone <laughs> shot you in a robbery and they took your wallet and then unbuckled your belt and then pulled your pants down and then stuck a Sprite bottle in your ass and then <laughs> ran away. <laughs> And and then a child came around the corner and went, oh, my God. And his, his dad, who hasn't seen him in a month because that's the custody agreement now, I guess, uh, looks and he goes, no, not now. <laughs> like, yeah, getting shot and bleeding out, this sucks. But the Sprite bottle up my ass when my child turns the corner, that's just... That's just that's just rubbing oil, like oil, like vinegar on the wound. The the image of the crazy Florida guy at this point has been replaced in my mind with the guy who was uh, mailing bad pipe bombs oh, to yeah. uh, <laughs> to everybody. Uh, last year. it's the same guy. We just Florida has just reached right. a higher tier of murder. Now we only do mass murder and terrorism. Like you all need to fucking keep up. We started by murdering each other. Then we really doubled down on racial murders. But now, I mean, those are still happening, of course. Like, come right. on, it's Florida. We're not going to leave those behind. But now we're like full on to the terrorist murder. If you're if you're a psychopath growing up in the Midwest, you dream of going to Florida and making it big one day. Oh, look, I'm just saying you don't see racist Midwestern flags being flown in the Confederate states. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>